Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, our newest show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds. R&B, rap, jazz, neo-soul, rock, gospel, or any random genre you can think of. Turn It Up is here to feature and help independent artists to give you the opportunity to be heard on live radio all over the world, to help share your music across the globe and take your talents to the next level by showcasing new music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks to help make your tracks stand out like the pros, and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is, if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So stop procrastinating. Get your demo together and get ready to turn it up. If you're listening live on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page, this is your chance to call in live. So give us a call, 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can tweet your questions or comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. And give the last four digits of your phone number, and I'll be sure to punch you in when I see you on the switchboard. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we've got a great show for you tonight. We'll be right back after this.
in an era of declining songwriting skills and auto-tune crooning. Michael Muse embodies the best traditions of R&B and soul music as a vocalist, songwriter, and producer. His velvet voice is unique and mesmerizing, captivating audiences across the nation. It was inevitable that Michael Muse's talent would capture the world since his gift was discovered at the age of five. And since he is the son of the legendary New York jazz musician Chuck Henley. A native Washingtonian, Muse started his professional career as a lead vocalist for Rare Essence at the ripe age of 16 and penned their second single release, Back Up Against the Wall, in 1983. Muse is also known in the DC community as the most prolific vocalist in go go history, paving the way for most vocalists in go go today. Muse studied under the direction of Dr. Leroy Dorsey, who taught Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack at the historic Howard University. Thousands are entranced by Michael Muse's superb falsetto and natural smooth tenor that makes him a true extraordinaire balladeer. Michael Muse, welcome to Turn It Up. Hey, Michael. Hey, hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me, my man. Oh, man, excited to have you on, man. Your history goes way back. I mean, even though you started at age five, way back to the beginning of Go-Go, our very own sound here in the Washington, D.C. area. Tell us a little bit about when you first started in this industry and a little bit also about the history of Go-Go at the very beginning. Well, actually, Go-Go had been around a few years uh, prior to me stepping onto the scene. I was actually 16 years old when I got a break uh to become the lead vocalist for Rare Essence, and that was in 1982. Um, but, you know, with the roots of Go-Go going all the way back to Chuck Brown in the mid to early 70s, you know, I, I kind of came in in the middle of the scene. But it, it was uh, it, it was an experience that, that made me grow up real fast, if I can put it that way. Yeah, yeah, it must have been tough, man. I mean, you know, as a young man, um, in, in the music scene that was just blowing up at the time uh, that early. How did you hold it all together? Uh, well, <laughs> like like most young men, I I, I called myself a man child at that time. You know, because right. being, being in the industry, like I said, can make you grow up fast. You either sink or swim, and, and I swam pretty well. Fortunately for me, uh. The people here in D.C. really loved what I was doing and what I was bringing to them. And, and for such a, a, a gift to be given to someone at such a young age, I think that uh, helped propel me, you know, to the place where I, where I needed to be in Go-Go at that time. Yeah. Now, you, your family discovered your talent at um, at five. At, at five years old, they must have been looking for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, my mom, she... Uh, she was entranced in music. I mean, you know, she wasn't a musician herself, but music was like her passion. And, of course, she raised me on all the greats, Stylistics, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. I mean, all those folks that set the foundation for, for the true uh, R&B that, that we've grown to love. So I had no choice but to, uh, you know, have that part of, be part of my spirit. Yeah, yeah, and and it's interesting. Um, you sort of set your sights on a career in music at a very young age. How how did you really um, decide on that? This would be the thing that you would need to do. Well, it was always my passion. 
um, you know, I, I just when it's in you, you you can't help but go for it, you know. And and when I got in high school, I, I noticed that a lot of the young guys uh, who had money, they got all the girls. You know, I was raised by a single mom. We didn't have much money, so I had to figure <laughs> out a way to get some attention from the young ladies. So I did the talent show up at Dunbar Senior High School, and actually, that's where my aunt discovered me, who was working with one of the guys from Rassen's brother. And uh, wow, they put it all together, got me an audition, and and that's how that came to be. Wow. So when you auditioned, what did they think of you? Tell me about that day. That day, actually, I, I went in there, and, and surprising to myself, I really wasn't that nervous because I, I was so determined to do it. And I actually auditioned with a song by Peebo Bryson called I Am Love. And I've always <clears throat> described Peebo's, Peebo Bryson's voice, the best way I can describe it, if Superman had a voice, he would sound <clears throat> like Peebo Bryson. As he has a very soulful, operatic voice at the same time, and... um I mean, man, I floored them. They, they didn't, I mean, for a 16-year-old cat to come in there sounding just as rich and crisp as Peebo Bryson, you know, they, they, they had no choice but to say, okay, <laughs> you got the job. <laughs> it, but it's interesting, though, with that kind of voice, uh, you were going in the direction of um, Go-Go, which is mm-hmm. uh, it's a very interesting but very um, localized art form. Even though it had spread out at that time, it was still sort of a, a, a DMV kind of thing. Yeah, that, that's true. But I think what I brought to Gogo was a softer feel. Uh, mm-hmm. I brought a, a perfect blend of R&B mixed with the Gogo because up until that point, there were singers in Gogo, but the position of singer really wasn't a relevant position. You know, right. the singer might get a song, and people would probably actually go to the bathroom most of the time while the singer was singing. You know, not to toot my own horn, but, you know, when I was singing with Ray Essence a lot of times, Lady in My Life by Michael Jackson, which was another mm. song that I sang, was actually the highlight of the show. So, wow. It was a little different. So you've had quite the career. Tell us about what brought you to this point here. What have you been doing um, as far as in the music industry? Um, well, actually, I had a little military time. I got to travel around the world a bit. And uh, everywhere I go, of course, I was on somebody's stage everywhere I went. I was actually in Norway for a period of time. And there was a guy from the States there who owned a club, and he wanted me to actually stay. For business for his club as an entertainer, but unfortunately I couldn't. Um, you know, I've, I've dropped singles with different people over the years, had a few band projects of my own, uh, actually sang for a gospel choir for a period of time, but most of the time I've been just spending being a regular Joe, you know, raising my kids and, and you know, just getting them to the point where I can push them out of the nest and, and then pursue this music thing full force again. Wow, wow. Now, before we um, bring Sean Allen on, we want to go ahead and, and give our listeners a taste of some of your music as well, and we want to bring her on probably shortly after that. So we got a few tracks here. What should we put out there first? Uh, that Dry Your Eyes was one that I wrote that we were playing at the top of the show. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's one of my favorites. I actually wrote that. It's part of a, a true life ordeal. Uh, 
you know, mm. I was married at one time, and after realizing my faults and, and, and things that I did in the relationship to, to bring it to its closure, you know, that song came to me, and, and those are the words that I wrote down. Wow. All right. So here we are, Michael Muse with Dry Your Eyes on Turn It Up.
That's just, some real you, Melvin Lindsay quiet storm type stuff there, man. Yeah. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was awesome. And um, when you when you write a track like that and a song, and um, how how do you um, know when the music is right for that? Well, usually my my every lyricist has a, because I don't play any instruments. Um, every mm-hmm. lyricist has his own method of writing. My I find I do best when someone gives me a complete uh, production already finished musically. Doesn't have to have mm-hmm. any background or anything, and I just. Whatever mood the music puts me in, that's what I write around, you know, and that that just conjured up a whole bunch of old feelings, uh, you know, about the ex and everything. And, you know, like I said, I put pen to pad and just told the story of how I felt once the relationship was over. Yeah, and it's amazing Um, when you're a singer, songwriter, it's it's almost as if you can um, orchestrate your own therapy, you know. Or whatever yeah. happens in your life. It is very therapeutic sometimes. You hit it right on the head, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's amazing because that's why it touches other people the same way, you know? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because it's real. It's about, um, you know, emotions. It, it really just soothes others the same way it would sort of bring peace to you as well. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah, so yep. so tell us a little bit about the up-and-coming um, event you have at the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club with um, well, Sean Allen. God has blessed me with an angel. Um, Sean and I, we, we actually were were we were co-eds at, at Howard University at the same time. That's where I met Sean, uh, through our voice teacher at the time, Dr. Leroy Dorsey, and um it's funny because after I left Howard, I believe Sean went on and graduated, but I, I got a call from Uncle Sam, and that's when my tenure in the Navy started. And I didn't see Sean again until maybe about two years ago. She got all famous and everything, and, and I didn't get a chance to uh, congratulate her until I saw her like two years ago. And we've kind of been in touch ever since. But the show on the 20th at Bethesda Blues and Jazz is going to be phenomenal. Sean's style of singing is just unprecedented. She has a voice of an angel. She puts her soul into each and every song that she sings, and she's beautiful. So that doesn't hurt anything in itself. So like I said, <laughs> God has blessed me with an angel, and uh, hey, I, I, I'll probably, you know, get interrupted in my songs trying to watch her, you know, just enjoy what she's doing. You know? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, we're about to bring her on. Let me just go ahead and do the quick intro, and uh, Sean Allen will be on next. All right. There are many that sing, but few who are blessed with the ability to transcend the audio capacity of listeners and touch their hearts and souls. A native of Cleveland, Ohio, but now resides in Maryland, Sean Allen is one of the chosen few. A former lead vocalist member of the National Recording Artist Interscope and Universal Records Group, Pure Soul, who brought you the number 12 song on the Billboard charts, We Must Be In Love. Pure Soul was also nominated for the Lady of Soul Soul Train Award. With Pure Soul, Sean has appeared on popular television talk shows such as The Today Show and Soul Train. Sean is no stranger to the uproarious applause and standing ovations. Her presence and performance are undeniable. As one listener states, once you've witnessed her performance, 
you realize that you have experienced something special, something heaven sent. She has brought the infamously critical audience of the legendary Apollo Theater to their feet. Her alluring yet illuminating vocal style ranges from the likes of Angela Bofield, Phyllis Hyman, Whitney Houston, Deborah Cox, Gladys Knight, and Patti LaBelle. Sean says she will never forget sharing the stage and singing backgrounds for her ultimate idol, Miss Patti LaBelle. Sean Allen, welcome to Turn It Up. <laughs> Sean, are you there? Ron and Peter, how are you? Good, good. Welcome to Turn It Up. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, we're real excited. We're excited about um, the up-and-coming event. But, you know, it's interesting. When I was listening to the introduction and I was listening to the music, I, I hear that pairing now. I hear how uh, your voice and Michael's voice are are a good good pairing. I really hear that. Yes. You know, it, it's been a true blessing that I was able to meet back up with Mike about two years ago as he said, hey Mike, I just want to say hi. Hey. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we don't, you know, it's crazy that we're in the same area, but we never see each other. We're always, all musicians are constantly doing something but right, you always right. hear about the other person and you know it's just a joy and a treat that mike and i will get together and uh do what we do yeah yeah so sean you know you've been in the industry for quite some time and um you've got a well-established history and um tell us a little bit about your journey from there to now um, well, of course, you know that I went to Howard University. Um, that's when Islam, he was the person that started University Records. He sought out to uh, put together this four, four female group, team group, and he heard about me. And he left Philadelphia, came all the way to Washington, D.C., to find me, and he found me, and that's mm. when he came, he met me, and um, we got together, and he, so he list, I listened to his ideas of what he, his vision was for the group, and that's when, um, you know, we sat down and we put our minds together and found Pure Soul. Wow. So once, uh, yeah, so once we got Pure Soul together, um, uh, Things didn't go quite like I imagined and planned, but I will thank God for the opportunity to be able to do what I expect and have that opportunity to be in that group because it has opened doors for for me in many aspects and avenues. And right now, after that, you know, I, um, I had the opportunity to speak with my idols Singing background for her was just the ultimate, ultimate right. dream. <laughs> and so, so, how long was that um, gig um, singing background for Patty LaBelle? I sang with Patty for about a year and a half, 
I think I went on tour with her, and um, we had a good time. So it was it was it was very interesting. I remember one gig we did where we're on stage singing, and I was just so infatuated with her that I I forgot to sing my part. Oh. And then I had to say, I said, Son, okay, now get it together. You want to stay with Patty LaBelle. <laughs> but I was just in awe. That's, that's what she just mesmerizes when you're singing with her. Wow, wow. I can see Patty now giving you that look. <laughs> no, you know what? She didn't. Oh, it was a, it was a brief moment. Just a brief uh-huh. moment. I had, I had to get it. I had to snap back in the present. But I just, it was like I was just in awe. Wow. That's amazing. Well, we have a track uh, for you as well, Time Still Waits. Tell us a little bit about that. We'll go right in it. Well, Time Still Waits was a song that should have made Pure Soul's second album, but you guys really did not get the opportunity to hear Pure Soul's second album. If you liked the first album, oh, my God you would have been infatuated with the second album because that second album is what really made me realize that I could do this. And Time right. Still Waits was a song that was written by Kim Jordan. And um, it was something that I could relate to, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that been in a relationship. When you're in a relationship that, you know, just goes bad, unfortunately. You, you want, you still want to be in that relationship and still be there with that person, but you realize that maybe it's just over, and you're letting that person know that I'm, I, I'm not going to continue to keep waiting for you until time still waiting for nobody. Wow. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, there's a message right there. So here we are, Sean Allen. Time still waits on Turn It Up. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. <laughs> Double <Man>. wow. <laughs> that was a ride right there. I had to make sure the car was stopped so I could get out. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, it was a it was an orchestrated whirlwind of emotions. You know, just put the music and it was just phenomenal. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. It was the orchestrated emotions that were I was feeling when I sang it too. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know. You don't hear that that much anymore. It's more um, women just being defiant and saying, you know, I'm going to take a stand and, you know, goodbye, the the nice person that was there before, now you get this. But this was more of um, an expression and an outpouring, um, somewhat of a, a just venting emotion and just pouring it all out. It was just, and just to music, it was amazing. <laughs> That's one thing about me. I am a very emotional person, mm-hmm. and it it shows in my singing and everything about me. My 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 inner being. I'm emotional. I, I love people, and when I love, I love hard. Mm-hmm. So you know, when 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 you destroy that love, it shows in my song. Wow. Yeah, and, and some of those notes you hit were just like outrageous. It was just, oh my goodness, and just ringing notes that are just out there. Boy, wow, you have a, you have, a you have a gift. My God, wow. So you know, I, I can hardly wait to hear you and Michael Muse together. I mean, wow. Are you coming to the show? I I am. I'm trying to come. I need a vacation, but if I'm around, if we do a staycation, I'll be there. <laughs> all right. We're going to hold you to that, man. Uh, all right. <laughs> and um, I didn't get a chance to go through every track that was sent, but are are there any with the two of you? No, not yet, but I, I, I can almost guarantee that after this show, there will be. No, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys plan on doing a live recording, or you're just going to get some studio time thereafter? Um, do they? Uh, yeah, from what I understand, they actually have their own videotaping system there, Sean. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys performed there before? This will be I my first been. time. And I've been there with. I don't know if you heard about Divas DC. But um, no. we were an up-and-coming, um, it was not supposed to be a reality show, however, but uh, it, it, that's what it was ending up being, and things just did not go as well as we expected. However, we performed up at Bethesda Blues and Jazz. Yeah, you know, I went there to see... Lenny Harrison, NWL, and I was very impressed. I was very impressed. Lenny's a hell of a sax player. Oh, yeah. He's a great guy, too. He's a great guy. Good brother. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, 
We have a couple of more tracks of yours, Michael, that I want to play, and then we can get back and chat a little bit more. I want to find out um, okay. how long you guys have been singing together. But uh, let's pull out one of these other tracks that we have. Uh, is there? I, I think we sent you one, uh, the one for me. That's yeah, another yeah, the one original. for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. And uh, so we'll go ahead and play that. And uh, tell us a little bit about the one for me. The one for me, actually, another, another, uh, another song I wrote after the breakup. Uh, you know, like Sean says, once you once you go through a relationship where you love hard, I mm. mean, the overwhelming swell of emotions that you get afterwards, especially if you think that you were on the short end of the stick, if you know what I mean. Mm, mm. It, it's it's phenomenal. And I had all types of my fault, your fault, back and forth, you know, how can I make this right? Please come back, the whole nine. And, and the one for me was basically my amends to to my ex to to let her know, hey, you are the one, you know, um, you know, you, you, you're it. You're everything. And, uh, <laughs> That's where that song came from. All right. Here it is. Michael Muse with The One For Me on Turn It Up.
Wow. Feel your pain, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going through a moment there. And it's still, you know, it's funny because actually I wrote that song in the late 1990s. They kind of, I got a, got a producer to kind of update it a little bit. But, you know, I, I still feel feel those emotions when I hear it. That's why I don't play it too much. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Wow. So, um, you guys have this show coming up. Tell everyone a little bit about it, the date, and, uh, you know, if, you know, your contact information on social media, how people can connect with you as well. Ladies first. Well, the show is at Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club in Bethesda, Maryland, uh, two weeks from today, Friday, November 20th. You will come out and see Sean Allen and Michael Mew. You can reach me on my Facebook page, Sean M. Allen. You can find out every and anywhere that I will be performing. Okay, we still have to connect on Facebook too. Yeah. Yeah. And um why don't you go ahead, Michael, as well? Um, I actually just got a website that opened. It's called MichaelMuseMusic.com. Mm-hmm. Uh it'll give you the links to where you can purchase singles. I actually have an upcoming uh eight song EP that I'm about to put out and you can get the link to download that or to purchase it a tangible copy via email. But the best way for right now to reach me and um you know get updates on everywhere that I'm performing is actually on my Facebook page as well, which is simply Michael Muse. All right. Awesome. And are we connected yet, Mike? Uh I don't think so. Okay, we'll take care of all of that right after this show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I wanted to ask you this, Sean. You mentioned um, Pure Soul's second album. Is that out there? It is not. It never made it out, unfortunately. Um, At that time, we were dropped from our label and Pure Soul disbanded. So we never got a chance to have that second album come out. But we we had a duet with Drew Hill. That was wow. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. So, so, so you don't have those tracks anymore. They're just gone. Yeah. Look, I have the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, tracks. Can we hear them? Uh, unfortunately, you, you can't play them? No. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Um, can you redo them? <laughs> now, that, now that I am working on, but but that one single that you played for us earlier, Time Still Wait, yeah. that was one that I did get permission from the um, producers and writers to do. Yeah. And you can't lock music away. In this wow. Yeah, now I'm really intrigued by this. I want to hear this now. <laughs> Let them know. Uh, with, all the, with all the streams of um you know, places where artists can put their music out there and, you know, take control and sell their own music and yeah, I, I was just 
you know, it's just a shame nowadays to be able to say that you have some some beautiful music out there that, that can't be heard. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um are you guys both independent now? Uh yes, I am. Yeah, tell because our show Turn It Up is is not just about, you know, the music showcase part, but it's also about helping young artists understand the music industry and some changes. So what's different now for you as opposed to when you guys were in the industry before being an independent? Well, um, I, I know when my second tenure with Rare Essence, they we actually had a deal with MCA, which was like a subsidiary of, uh, it was Motown's hip-hop branch, basically. Right. And there was so much control coming from the top at that time that, you know, when you have a large band like Rare Essence and all the different attitudes and personalities, sooner or later you're going to hit some bumps in the road with that. And, and with that being their first major record deal, you know, things just kind of fell apart. But with, as an independent, you know, as Prince always says, because okay. Prince is like the greatest person that ever graced the stage, uh, you have the freedom. You're not a slave to the the people at the top. You can take your time and cultivate uh, whatever you're trying to do, and you get all the money. So right. that's, you know, unfortunately, nowadays, though, it's people have to really love what you're doing to buy it because, as you know, you can get everything free. You know, so that that's mm-hmm. the, that's the catch twenty two about it. Yeah. yeah, but the the one thing that's left in the industry still is the live performance, which exactly. a lot of um, you know artists still aren't doing. They're still the other scapegoat is the music video, but yeah, the live performance is really what it should be all about. That's true, but I'm noticing because of budget restraints, a lot of live performances. Aren't all live all the time, if you, if you know what I mean. Oh, a really? A lot of tracked out artists out there doing big shows using wow. tracks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I've heard about something about that, um, how artists also are laying out their tracks in pieces so that they can be uh, mixed down, meaning that um, if you have a drummer missing that day, you could actually still play that part from the track or vice versa. You can pull out a part or add it in at will because the tracks are being assembled that way. Right. Mm. I, I guess I'm just old-fashioned in a sense, if you want to call it that. I still love a live band each and every instrument, and Sean and I have been blessed with some of the greatest musicians in the area, probably mm-hmm. in the east, on the East Coast, and, and they're doing the whole music set for us that night of the 20th, the unit band. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And um, that's another part of the show as well, <laughs> to sit there and to see a, a group of talented musicians get together. And um, it, it's, they all come together and they create art, of course. But so many people individually are, are just so talented in their own right. And, you know, there's always a moment when they get to shine. And um, that, that's really amazing at times because 
it's just like if you see a bass player who's just been holding it down and giving you that that great bass line, and then all of a sudden you see just how well he can play, but he doesn't yeah. play that way all the time. You know, it just really surprises you, but it helps you to appreciate also, um, you know, someone who stays in their role and just pretty much supports the way they should. So. Oh, yeah. Now, um, Sean, you you're saying now that um, you guys have been singing together for how long? How, how has it been that you guys have um, all of a sudden formed this duet? Who, me and Mike? Yeah. Well, um, this just really came about we because, like he said, we haven't seen each other for at least about two years. Well, we just reconnected within the past two years. And um, Mike said, you know what, Sean, this is something we, we should do. We, it's about time we get together and, and, and hit together. And I said, you know what, Mike, that sounds like a great idea, so let's do it. And that's how we ended up being together and doing this. Yeah, because actually I think the last time we may have sang in the same room, was at at Howard doing a recital or something? I, I don't know. I think <laughs> and that was many moons ago. <laughs> wow! Wow! So tell us a little bit about what um, folks can expect for you know the performance at the uh, Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club. We're, we're well, building I, it as a. Go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. It's okay. I have a couple of surprises that evening Mike oh. doesn't even know about. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so so we're, 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 we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good show. You're going to have some good music, um, a great atmosphere. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're looking forward to it as well. And, and Mike, you were going to say, um, give us a yeah, rundown. We're, 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 we're billing the show as a tribute to Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack. Uh, I, I, right. I, I'll take credit for that idea since all four of us <laughs> had the same voice teacher. Right. And Dr. Dorsey actually introduced me to Roberta many moons ago, as Sean says, and we sat down at the piano and I sang all the Donny Hathaway parts and the Peebo Bryson parts. She's a real sweet lady. And uh, she had even offered to, to get me in the industry, so to speak, back at that time, but I had to move to New York, and I just couldn't up and move to New York with, with nowhere to stay, so I kind of stepped back on that idea, but yeah, that that's what it's all about. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better duo of, of male-female voices than Donnie and Roberta, and if I if I can do my best to, to pay homage to Donnie, who's another one of my idols, then, then that's what I'm going to mm. do. Nice. Nice. Well, I, I'm excited. And um, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to try to make my way up there. And the, the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club is one of the the nicest venues I've seen in this area for music because the size is perfect. It really is. It, it, it's and you know you can really get up close and personal, or you can sit back at a distance but still have a, a great view of everything that's going on on stage. Yeah, well, definitely yeah. be an experience for me. I mean, I've played a lot of places. Played at a sold-out Capital Center show years ago, and, and oh, you know, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, on that show it was Rare Essence closed the show, but we played with New Edition, Cameo, and O'Brien that day, I believe. Oh, wow! It was phenomenal. 
to close a show like that. So, yeah, blue, Bethesda Blues and Jazz, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, Me I'm, I'm about to burst. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, Michael. Well, look, I think we got one more track. Is that right? Do we? Uh, do we? What, what, what do we have? <laughs> I, Ryan, I sent him the link. We I did. My memory escapes me. <laughs> I, I don't Tell know us. if we did Love Seasons. Did we? Oh, okay. Yeah, Love Seasons. That is a it's a it's a it's a DC spin on an old love song. Uh, you know, I can't forget my go-go roots, even though. You know, I'm not a go-go artist. I've always been an R&B artist who just happens to be in a go-go band. That, that's what I think. Right, right. <laughs> and um, the, the Love Seasons was put out by a group named Zoom, and I believe it was 1981, and it was a real beautiful high falsetto ballad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I did to try to change it up a little bit was put the DC feel on it. So you you, you hear what I mean when, when, it, when we play it. All right, here it is. Love Seasons. With Michael Muse. Yes. This is I'm sorry. I have a show right now, so I apologize. I have to get off the oh, phone okay. right now. Oh, well, thank you for showing up and um, spending some time with us. And we hope to hear from you soon and hope to meet you at the show. Okay, I'll see you soon. And, Mike, I'll see you at rehearsal. Knock them dead, Mama. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, John. Bye-bye.
out of time. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Mike, for having me. I really appreciate it, my man. I really appreciate it. All right. And we're looking forward to hearing more from you real soon. And, um, well, special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman, and the man who has his hand on the pulse of the DMV, Lenny Harris. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Special show, turn it up. Before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.